Today's episode of The Doctor's Companion is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, DCBService.com, and Summit City Comic Con. And welcome to the Doctor's Companion. Uh, this is episode something. Fifty-three. Fifty-three. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. This is episode fifty-three of the Doctor's Companion. Uh, I'm Scott Corelli, and with me, of course, I have Matt Smith. Hello. But, hello. But not that Matt Smith. Oh, I remember. No, I'm still, I'm still not. I'm still not that Matt Smith. I Although I wish I was. Who doesn't? Who doesn't wish? Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, the Rebel Flesh, which is part one. Of a two-part story written by uh, Matthew, Matthew Graham, Graham, yes, of uh, Life on Mars fame. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, also of Fear Her fame <laughs> or infame, infame. Is that a word? Infame, infame. infame yeah. Okay. Unfame, defame. <laughs> Let's just keep at subfame. We can just keep adding Greek and Latin prefixes, and it should be okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so yeah, the Rebel Flesh. And uh, we're again, just like last week, there's not much to really break down in this episode. It's just sort of a lot of running around and arguing. Um, not something that would be really interesting to recap necessarily. So <laughs> agreed. Yeah, so we're just gonna we're just gonna kind of hit the broad points and talk about our overall thoughts on the episode. Um, but before we do that, I want to remind everybody that we're from the website GeekShowEntertainment.com, where we like geeky stuff and occasionally we talk about geeky stuff like Doctor Who on podcasts like this one. Geek Show Entertainment is a podcast network that has new episodes released every week for shows that include The Doctor's Companion, as well as Have You Met Ted, Queen Witch, A Couple of Geeks, Movie Night at Geek Show, Geek Show Soundcheck, Super Geeks, and uh, coming this fall, The Geek Show with Scott and Matt, which will be the new flagship podcast on GeekShowEntertainment.com, and you can listen to those podcast by screaming uh, by streaming them on the website i this is the third in a row give me a break <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not saying i wasn't gonna say anything <laughs> but if you'd like to scream them on the web uh, scream at them on the website you can right. do that the internet is a place of no sound <laughs> you can do that um streaming them on the website or subscribing to the shows on itunes also you can go to the website and join our community by commenting on episodes or articles that we regularly post on the site and uh if you've listened to any of our shows and you like what you hear even if you don't help us out by leaving an itunes review iTunes reviews tend to be the best way for people to find our shows and decide if they might be worth listening to. You can also let us know how we're doing with comments, concerns, and suggestions by emailing the show at tdc at geekshow.us. That's tdc as in the Doctor's Companion. All right, so the Rebel Flesh. Matt, what were your thoughts? Um, well, I didn't hate it. Um, I, I'm, I'm – I have a lot. They're kind of scattered, but I'll just say that I actually I watched it again just before we did this recording, um, and my feelings on it didn't change. So it's not like you know I watched 
the doctor's wife again and it got a little bit better um it wasn't like curse of the black spot where <laughs> i watched it again and it got worse um it just kind of it just kind of stayed the same which is which is not kind it's kind of exactly what i was expecting um I I think it's 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 a story that merits a lot of discussion because it brings up a lot of interesting points, um, both as a piece of um, Doctor Who and as a piece of science fiction, um, and as a story uh, because it doesn't really stand up as its own. It's very much a setup part to a second part that is coming. Um, but I I would say that there I've certainly seen worse episodes. Um, I've certainly, certainly seen better episodes and better episodes this season. It doesn't help that this comes right after The Doctor's Wife, which we discussed last week. Um, but, I don't know, it wasn't as bad as I was fearing, but it wasn't as good as I was hoping. So, I guess I'm somewhere in the middle of there. Mostly, mostly apathetic, honestly, um, just because of issues. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I pretty much agree with that. I mean, it was, it was, I will say my, uh, uh, my original like thought going into this was that it was going to be terrible because let's be honest, fear her pretty terrible. Um, Doesn't inspire confidence. No, though. not at all. Uh, so I was not going into this with high hopes. So it definitely surpassed those very very low expectations. Um, but you know, it's not a good episode. It's just average, um, and 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 very average at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the storyline itself, which is you know uh, humans going against uh, what is essentially an alien race. I mean, not technically, but the Gangers are you know essentially an alien race. Um, gangers, gangers, sorry, gangers um, are essentially an alien race. But uh, it's it's just I, I I mean we saw this like just last season with with you know you had, uh, cold cold blood and. Um, uh, mm-hmm. The the uh, what is it? Hungry Earth, Hungry Earth, and yeah, Cold yeah. Blood. Like it's kind of the same story in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And and so like I feel like we had just seen it, and I wasn't really interested in this kind of story again. Uh, not to mention the mm-hmm. fact that the Doctor and companions being stuck in between a civil war of one kind of or, or another um, is not an overdone Doctor Who story at all. That never happens. <laughs> no, never, never. Um, it, it was weird to see Doctor Who treading new territory. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, we're, we're we're being facetious. That happened all the time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for yeah. those of you who don't know, that happens constantly. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's it's just I've seen this story before. I've seen it done better. I've seen it done worse. It was just average at best. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole the whole human rights thing. And or I guess new being rights is a story that I've seen a bazillion times as well, not mm-hmm. just on Doctor Who. So it's well, it's not even a particularly original story either. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, after watching this, I was very excited to hear some of the uh, more. I was more interested, not excited, to read some of the online reaction to this. Um, and and the two pieces that I think I I gravitated to most strongly were the ones that were posted for io9.com and tor.com. So yes, I'm blatantly ripping them off, but also homaging by telling you that this is where the idea comes from. And the tor.com piece made a very very upfront statement where it says it was weird to watch an episode of Battlestar Galactica this week. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> which I think is it's very apt. I mean, you have the story of Ganger Jennifer, who is basically, you know, Sharon um, in, in the first season of Battlestar. And you have Rory, who's basically Hilo. And then, you know, everything else is just, you know, standard. I mean, the Doctor, and this is from io9, the Doctor wasn't even a part of this episode at all. Like, he walked around, he tried to stop the electricity, but, like, that was a very, very half-hearted sort of, you know, writer throw-in that they threw in. And, like, you know, the rest of the time he's just running around giving speeches, which we've seen the Doctor do before. Like, we we talked about the Silurians, like, a couple months ago when we were talking about it in Classic Series, and we talked about, like, you guys talked about it last year, like, it's basically that. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the base, it's just that. Like, the idea that humans should not be all fighty and and just going to war with people and like when when ganger jennifer walks into the with the other gangers and basically says we're at war i was like oh come on like it just felt so forced you know Mm -hmm. and i just i didn't i didn't buy it and like my problem then becomes why is this a doctor who story Mm -hmm. like because honestly i find it interesting like if if nothing else i find it interesting if this was a six six part bbc miniseries called gangers it'd be pretty good i'd i'd be interested um i'd watch it um hopefully it'd be better than fear her um but you know, I don't see why this is Doctor Who, and I most take umbrage with the idea that, you know, Matthew Graham comes in and does a story that, you know, isn't really Doctor Who. Um, I don't I don't understand why he doesn't just go in and do it on his own, because he certainly has clout. I mean, you know, Life on Mars is a very popular series, um, and, and it could get him, you know, plenty of doors open. And I don't understand why he has to, you know, come in and pretend like this is Doctor Who when, you know, and I don't want to sound like an elitist, but come on, this isn't Doctor Who. It's just, there's a guy named the Doctor who's giving speeches, which I guess that's Doctor Who, but that's not even the focus of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very backgrounded, and that's, you know, that's not that's not as interesting to me. Yeah, and beyond so. just that, like, character motivations were questionable at best, because, mm-hmm. let's be honest, if if the gangers are supposed to be humans just copies of every every memory that they've ever had and they are essentially those same people that's the argument they're trying to make then why is ganger jennifer like so ready to just be like yeah we're at war now we're we're that like that particular choice of words we are at war like that girl jennifer would those words would never come out of her mouth Mm-hmm. And especially, Agreed. especially not that quickly. That might be words that would come out of that character's that character's mouth after six seasons on a, on Battlestar Galactica, but not mm-hmm. not within you know a couple hours, thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would buy it. Not even. And the worst part is that it didn't come from her, or that it, it, the worst part is that it came from her. Not that it didn't come from like you know the the leader chick who was very much like you know pro-humanity and let's go to war and was very like trigger happy as we saw in the story and i just i question the nature of that and not even you know to talk about characters acting really out of character not that arthur darvel did a bad job and i i buy that rory was well was was well done here like arthur darvel did a really good job on this episode i questioned everyone just like you know turning on him and him running off by himself to be you know hilo like it just didn't it it felt really weird and it was weird to see him you know palling around with this chick when his wife is just you know a couple hundred feet away yeah no i i I completely agree and there's there was a few moments 
like one beat in particular, which I found really odd, which is that where Jennifer is just like, uh, Amy is a lucky girl. And she's, he goes, yeah, she is. And like does his little, that's, that's his kind of his, his uh, catchphrase mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And then he just, we just hold for entirely yeah. too long on him just mm-hmm. nodding and standing in one place. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I feel like the editor just dropped the ball or something. Yeah. It should have cut away a long time ago. And it feels disingenuous to his character. I mean, Rory is very much in love with Amy. He waited around a thousand years for her. I don't see why he's so, you know, willing to just drop her in the face of this random ganger who punches him across the face, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or hits his face into a, a, a mirror or whatever that was. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, things I liked, I actually really liked Matt Smith in this. I thought he did a really good job with what he was given. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm actually more excited for next week because there's nothing creepier than Ganger Doctor because that is freaking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was he, that was a really. I mean, let's be honest. Let's give the the episode credit where credits due. That is a phenomenal cliffhanger. I completely agree. I totally completely agree. It 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 was one of those things where it's like, oh, great, how long till next week? Which you know. I'm. I loved that. Like I loved that moment. It was a great beat, and I think I saw it coming from a mile away. Um, but it still, like, it just worked because of the creepy factor. Like the gangers themselves get the creepy across, especially when they're in ganger form. Like they just look so bizarre and reptilian and and not human, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the stronger bits. Definitely, definitely. Um... Yeah, the whole the whole cloning process, the ganger process. Do you ever see that movie Multiplicity with uh, uh I've I've heard of Michael it. Keaton? It's a very similar cloning process, and so the whole time mm-hmm. I kept thinking about that. Um <laughs> which is unfortunate Would the that the doctor have made <laughs> which is unfortunate that you haven't seen that movie because I could make so many jokes about that movie. That's a good movie. Well, you could just make them. I just won't laugh, but the people at home will. Well, that's okay. It's <laughs> it's not as fun if you're not the one laughing, Matt. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to watch. I'll try to watch it. We can maybe do some more jokes next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, do you think multiplicity would have been better if the doctor was involved? Oh yeah, you know what you're sure. To say? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's better when the doctor's involved, including this episode. Oh snap! <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I think another thing that I think is probably the unsung hero of this episode, just because I think. Uh, he did a really good job, is uh, Julian Simpson actually, I think, directed the hell out of this episode. Like, in terms of just, it looked really good. Despite the fact that this is one of those cheap episodes, like, he shot the heck out of this monastery. Mm -hmm. Like, it it looked good. All the scenes, like, he he just, he did such a good job with the direction of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And the camera angles and all that. Like, it just, it looked really, really, really gorgeous. Especially considering the fact that he was a cripple while recording it. Yeah, yeah. He he hurt his leg and was like on a on a cane. Though he was like walking around like Doctor House. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's I mean it's just it's a fine episode. I mean like I'm not like I don't hate it by any means. There could be way worse episodes. It's just that I think that the bar set high. Yeah, the bar is set high, and I think that's the thing that hurt this episode the most. Mm-hmm. So. Because I think if you did this, like if you did this as an episode of Battlestar Galactica, I think it would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, or even, or even as an episode of Doctor Who that was, you know, a classic series. Like, if you did this as a classic story, I think I'd, I'd be willing to cut it a bit more slack. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, between the awesome highs that this show has been having since it came back in two thousand five, 
it makes the ones that aren't weak seem really weak in comparison. Like I don't even think Curse of the Black Spot is horrible. Like it's a it's fine, but if you if you compare it to like it it just feels very rote and standard, mm-hmm. especially when you compare it to everything else that's happened and I've seen it done better. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's it's a problem that you know, the bar has been set so high that making a good episode of Doctor Who is really hard now. Um, and I know that's kind of giving people a pass, but it just means that you got to up your game. Because when you're writing up against, you know, Stephen Moffat and, and Neil Gaiman, you can't really phone it in. you got to give it 110%. Mm-hmm. And you you just you just got to. And, and this felt... I felt it lacked energy, honestly. It just felt... It felt like it lacked energy and everything was a little bit weird and a little bit off. Mm-hmm. So... You know, and that's a, it's a, it's sad that that we we have to like we almost have to come down on on it for being like this. But I refuse to concede that just because it's an episode of Doctor Who, we should be giving it a free pass. So, mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. I agree. Also, uh, you know, I mean, everyone's talking about the Doctor not being in this episode, but uh, was Amy in this episode at all? Because. Well, I think she opened a door at one point. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, she had even less to do. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and again, that just goes to why is this a Doctor Who episode? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> if you're gonna have, you're, if you're not gonna have any character, like if you're not gonna use the characters at your disposal, why bother? Why not just make it a good piece of science fiction television? Because there is a good six part miniseries in here. Like, there's some really good stuff. It's just, <clears throat> I feel like it's both stifled by being a two parter and being in Doctor Who, and that's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a real, real shame. Um, but there, there was the return of the Eye Lady. Um, oh, randomly. right, yeah. Yeah, that's when that was what I meant when I was saying that she was opening the door. Yeah. Um, what was the bit with the Daya lady? Um, and the the solar the solar tsunami looked really good. I mean, that looked gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed watching that again. But uh, I don't know what else there is to say. It just kind of happened, and I'm excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, despite the fact that that trailer did absolutely nothing for me, <laughs> it was like that was a non-trailer. <laughs> it was just like uh, like a bunch of like random camera angles of people yelling, like. <laughs> It, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. It just kind of happened, which is what much of what happened in the, like this episode. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. It didn't, you know, it didn't do anything super special or super amazing. Yeah, exactly. Which is disappointing. But the almost people next week. I mean, that should be good. And I like that as a title better than Gangers, mm-hmm. which sounds, which is what this show would be called if it was if it was actually a BBC show. Which tells you where Matthew Graham's head is. <laughs> Yeah, so it's true. Um, so apologies to everyone that this episode kind of runs short, but there's not a whole lot to say about this episode. Um, I mean, we could go beat by beat, but honestly, I would get bored. Yeah, so would I. And I would, I would, I would be like, well, we don't really need to do that. Yeah, I'm already bored just thinking about it. So, <laughs> um, so any- excitement, excitement. Yeah. Uh, so next week we will be talking about the almost people. People, despite the fact that BBC America isn't airing it, how we're doing that? Magic. Um, but yeah, I have a satellite feed. I know Stephen Moffat; he hooked it up for me personally. So, um, I honestly, highly recommended. This is what happens when your name is Matt Smith. You just get this stuff. It's it was it was actually meant for the Matt Smith. You're not friends. It just got sent to you accidentally. I just name drop. I just name drop, and magic things happen. I can only imagine how good my life would be if my name were Tom Baker. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> So I'd just wrap my head in a scarf and you'd never see me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, I am that Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, 
I guess before we wrap it up, I do want to mention our sponsors, uh, InStockTrades.com, where you can get our book of the month, X-Men First Class by Jeff Parker and Roger Cruz, and that, that you can get for uh, 1549 which is 38% off the retail price of twenty four ninety nine. Also, there is a trade paperback version, um, mm-hmm. which is uh, digest, and the regular price is fourteen ninety nine. So I imagine the uh, regular, like the in stock trades price, being around nine bucks. So that's pretty sweet. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So go to instocktrades.com and, and order that. Uh, DCBService.com is the site that lets you order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, and anything else you can get at your local comic book shop. You place your orders three months in advance uh, with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off. And if you pre order your collected editions, like uh, trade paperbacks, hardcovers, absolute editions, whatnot, you can save 50% on those. Um, Mm-hmm. So ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like, and you only pay in five ninety five in flat rate shipping. So thanks to them. And then finally, uh, held in Fort Wayne, Indiana on Saturday, June 18th, Summit City Comic Con is a comic convention uh, brought to you by our friends at InStock Trades and DCBS. And it's a one-day convention with guests that include Sean McKeever, Mike Norton, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Steve Bryant, Ian Brill, um, and uh, what's that guy's name? Tim Seeley, the guy that does Hack Slash. He was just added to the guest list. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and I will be there promoting Geek Show Entertainment as well as my new webcomic that will be launching soon. Tickets are only $10, which you can buy on the website summitcitycomiccon.com or the day of the show. So thanks to them, and I hope to see all of you there. Uh, next week, the Almost People and the supposed best cliffhanger of the, of the season. I'm actually very excited, honestly. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited, and maybe, maybe this story will hold together as a big one-part story. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, that would be fine. Hopefully, I would be okay with that. Yeah. All right. What's happened? Yeah. Maybe this was just a giant one and like first and second act. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I can accept this story as that. (laughs) So, all right. Guys, go to the website, geekshowentertainment.com. Leave comments to this episode and other episodes. Uh, Matt, where can people find you on the internet? Well, you can find me over at Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash gungadin. Uh, I, ha- I have followers, and I will- might follow you if you're interesting. Um, uh, I also have a blog. It's my Doctor Who blog. It's still going, despite the fact that, you know, I haven't been on the podcast. Um, uh, it's classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I review classic stories. Um, <laughs> sorry. This past week, I reviewed Underworld, and if you've not seen Underworld, it is possibly the worst Doctor Who story ever made. Um... And I, if you want to hear me just rant and rave about how awful it is, and have good reason for, um, you know, ranting, because I can't stand reasons that aren't, you know, rational or well explained, uh, you can go check that out uh, next week, because I was going to do this, but uh, I have a major deadline coming up next Wednesday, so I can't make it. But uh, Cassandra, my girlfriend, hello Cassandra, is coming in to do a... um, a guest blog on a William Hartnell story called The Savages, which doesn't really exist anymore, and it's The Departure of Stephen, and it's some dodo, and it's 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 a story. So <laughs> go check that out. What about you? Where can people find you on the internet, Scott? Obviously, GeekShowEntertainment.com, uh, where I do you know articles and other podcasts like Movie Night at Geek Show, um, which you're also on. 
I am. Yeah. Yes. As well as occasionally Geek Show Soundcheck. And I only say occasionally because there hasn't been an episode in a month. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> in the fall, we're going to be premiering uh, the Geek Show with Scott and Matt. So you'll be able to hear me there. Um, also, all of the audio blogs that we do, um, we just uh, review Day Tripper. Um, I think next week we're going to be reviewing X-Men First Class. So look for that on the website as well. Um, and those are all website-exclusive audio blogs. Those aren't attached to any podcast. Um, and then, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Scott Corelli, as well as my alternative Twitter account, twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, where I live tweet something that I'm watching. Um, and I do that occasionally. Um, I try to do it about once a week. Uh, I haven't done it since the Smallville finale. but That was epic, though. Yeah. I was in a play and I couldn't wait to keep reading your, your reading your thoughts. It was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah. You have one coming up, right? I'm saying this on the podcast to make you accountable. You're <laughs> doing one soon, right? Yeah, I'm going to do Tomb of the Cybermen. Um, oh man, very if you, soon. If you if you know if you know Tomb of the Cybermen, you guys know because you haven't seen that, right? No, I have not. Right, so you'll get his fresh thoughts on Tomb of the Cybermen, which is probably one of my favorite Trouton stories. It's a fans it's probably the best cyberman story that's ever been made awesome yeah i can't yeah. wait to watch it that's for sure yeah, yeah. um so we'll look for that yeah i'll definitely be doing that uh in the next few days i'm sure so all right guys uh i will well we will talk to you next week and we'll talk to you about uh, the almost people yeah see you guys bye